Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yep. Yeah. Um. This is episode fifty. I want to say it's fifty. I think it's fifty. We got fifty episodes. That's, That's so, so cool. Crazy. Okay. Um. My name is Shivani. I'm Miranda. And we are far from normal. Yes. This is the second part in our yeah. uh, Russia series. Russia yes. series. So we have our very fun guest back today. Um. If you did not listen to our episode last time, she is from Russia. Uh, she studied, well, I guess I could have let Olia do this. Oh, well, she studied abroad in the U.S. a few years ago, and we wanted to talk with her about some differences between Russia and the U.S. Um, part one came out last Thursday, and we talked about some cultural differences, and then today we're going to talk a little bit about, like, politics, history, that kind of stuff, because it's all very interesting, and, you know, we all learn about it in school, and it's interesting that Olivia came to the U.S. because the U.S. and Russia have a lot of conflicts, as we all know. So, I'm going to start with a general question. So, Olia, when you came to the U.S., did you notice, like, a different way that history or, like, politics were taught to you versus Russia? Um, yes, actually, the history was the most interesting subject for me personally, because um, I think during sophomore year, I was taking sophomore history class um, and uh, we were learning about Cold War, which was obviously between Russia and the US. And it was interesting because in in Russia, I learned, this is the example I always give about the Mar Marshall Plan. Um, in the US, I had to do a project defending Marshall Plan. And when I came back to Russia, I had to um, make a project why Marshall uh, Plan was bad <laughs> for, the, uh, for like Soviet Union. So I really got like two very biased uh, and different perspectives. And I like to think that um, I like, got, because I got like two parts of every story, um, I kind of get the like objective picture. However, I do believe that in the US, maybe because it was because of our teacher, um, because he was a uh, anti-American, I don't know if I can say it, but yeah. he was a, uh, he was not, he was not giving us lectures about how great America was, he was trying to be objective as well, and because of that, I feel like I got the most biased in, um, history lessons in Russia, um, where there's like a lot of um, anti-American propaganda and the fact that like you know which is you know can be justified <laughs> but um mostly it's like oh the u.s they never like fought a war on the territory and then they just came to europe and ruined everything for everyone so that's kind of like it's kind of like the main inference you get from russian history classes quick uh, rewind um for listeners who don't, don't know, do you want to describe kind of what the Marshall Plan was? Maybe even from both perspectives. Oh, no. <laughs> you if you don't remember, that's fine. I can Google it. No, no, no. It was, uh, <clears throat> okay, so it was an aid program that, okay, so after uh, World War, uh, obviously Europe was ruined and there was so like three parties that came um, out as winners. That was uh, U.S., Soviet Union, and Great Britain. And I think, hold on, am I messing this up? No. And 
Uh, okay, so basically, Marshall Plan was. Was that like um, help people who are poor? Is that what? Can you repeat it? Is that like how we helped people who lost the war? Yeah, basically, it was aid. It was like an aid program to like European countries. Uh, however, there's like a whole like conditionalities. Like we give you money, but on like these terms, and this is how like I think. Uh, uh, United States tried to like spread um, their sphere of influence uh, in Europe so um, yeah and obviously from the Soviet bloc it's um, it's bad because you know there's a foreign country coming in and you know trying to like turn everyone capitalist so I mean that's fair honestly that like the foreign country thing sometimes we step in where we should just not that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, there, it, it's a, it's a definitely a trend with the U.S. and with Soviet Union and Russia yeah. too. You know, doing um, everywhere, Europe, U.S., all the countries. We all just step in and influence countries where we should just stop. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Do you think that your opinions changed at all since, like? I guess you got both sides of like the story. Do you think it's changed since like you've gotten the history from Russia and then you came to the US and you've seen it from a US perspective? Did it change your opinion at all? Yes, yes, of course. Because, okay, uh, I just uh, thought of another example. Joseph Stalin, we think that was the greatest, (laughs) the most powerful, you know, people call him Uncle Joe in Russia. Uh, However, I... Uh, I remember like going to the to the class to the history class and everyone thought that he was like the most dictator um, ever like walk who that walked on the planet I was like what that's not I was like I remember it just blowing my mind learning about how when we were winning the war the second world war uh, we were like on our way and we were actually killing people because as we learn it, we're like saving everyone, you know, we just, you know, peaceful soldiers. And peaceful of course, soldiers. that's an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, my world was shattered, especially about like Russia and their role in, um, in history. So um, yeah, it changed dramatically. That's so interesting. Yeah, like, in the U.S., we're literally taught, like, st- that Stalin just, like, killed people and he basically had concentration camps, and yeah. we're not taught anything positive about Stalin. It's true. Yeah, you learn that, like, he's even worse than Hitler, but in Russia, we just, like, look at him holding babies, you know, petting <laughs> puppies, you know, things like that, and... What kind and- of stuff did he, like, do that is, like, taught to you guys as being positive? Um, I don't know. I think the main the main thing is like he helped to win the war because of his rule, like we won, and he like basically um, saved all of those European countries that were under um, Nazis control uh, when we were winning. And in general, just um, a lot of positive things that he did. Maybe. it's because it was like middle school and they were trying to you know spare the details um of genocide that was going on at home 
but, but yeah but i think <laughs> i think you guys learn it um in a completely different like yeah way so that's interesting so now that you're like at university do and because you're a like international um studies major like are things taught to you in less of a bias lens or are they still pretty like pro-russia Oh, no, 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 no. I, I think because, um, pers- um, I don't know if I mentioned that, but I do a program in English with the University of London. So, um, and uh, I go to uh, one of the, like, the top schools in Russia. So um, I feel, I, I, feel that, I feel like I get the least biased picture, you know, as we as we know like history was written by winners but yeah um they try to be as objective as possible um yeah we're not really i don't want to say that like we're not really afraid of our government and what they say but um i don't think our government intervenes into our studies so students like me get like very objective picture of stuff that happened so I know like in the US, Trump wanted to like change our textbooks to make a more America bias. Do you think mm-hmm. like, I don't know, is that, it, that's not an issue in Russia at all? Oh, that's absolutely an issue, especially uh, with uh, they changing um, history books. And we have this um, subject called social studies. Um, and there's like a unit on pet patriotism patriotism um yes so um i guess the main changes right now are happening with um our relations with ukraine and with crimea Uh, so they're trying to like rewrite it so um the annexation is justified uh yeah oh funny funny fact uh one time in my uh, in my university class i said um annexation of Crimea and my professor <laughs> corrected me and said integration not annexation <laughs> that's kind of sure. interesting what so again I'm gonna ask you for a little bit of background because I don't know much about either of those annexations slash integrations um could you give us a little bit of the back history or details or anything oh yes okay so we had this conflict, I think, back in 2014 with Ukraine because um, my president uh, decided to integrate or annex, depends on how you like interpret it. But if I'm telling like the Russian story that we decided to integrate a Crimean, um, I don't know how they, it's called, peninsula, uh, um, into the Russian Federation. However, it was, um, it was, previously a part of Ukraine um, so um, they did a referendum kind of thing and uh, um, I don't know if you know how elections work in those uh, especially like with my government but the results were like people of Crimea were for integration in the Russian Federation and so the in general, um, like general consensus of international society is that they don't um, recognize that Crimea is a part of Russia, which pisses my president off. Um, 
and uh, there's a lot of like separatist movements, a lot of conflict. Um, you know, there's um, there are some soldiers, Russian soldiers in Ukraine, or w were some soldiers. Uh, of course, no one will like admit. Um, so there's like a whole, um, like this whole mess going on. But historically, at some point, Crimea was a part of Russia. But then it was given away as a gift to Ukraine. And recently it was um, integrated back. Gotcha. So it's basically like Ukraine versus Russia for that area. So it's like a conflict between the two. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, European Union defends Ukraine. Um, your country defends Ukraine in the part. Yeah. And it just adds, you know, piles up um, with, you know, the tensions. Um, have you, this is just like a personal question, but like, have you ever gotten into any like fights with anyone about like mm. how history, how like you've learned history? Like, have you gotten into any like really heated discussions? Uh, yes, discussion, yes. Um, but I don't, I, I don't wanna say fights. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mostly because I'm not that good at history. So um, there has definitely been some, uh, you know, I hear my friends say um, some really mean stuff, especially about the U.S. Okay. And I mean, I'm all for bullying the United States. <laughs> I was, but um, sometimes I just like, um, I want to teach them or I guess provide another like perspective about the U.S. because one thing I learned in the U.S. you, you always question why you know um, that happened and why like you you did um, they do the things that they do um, so I guess um, my experience in the U.S. definitely uh, made me a little more biased uh, towards the U.S. because it's like a little more personal to me and I feel like I have you know this urge to defend you guys <laughs> but mostly but yeah it's I've had some interesting discussions so I'm curious what kind of things have you argued argued pro-US when people are arguing pro-Russia um it's um okay we have a okay, this is kind of like a different answer like an answer to a different question but um I feel like it's kind of interesting because people in Russia, we didn't have slavery, we have serfdom, uh, which is like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it was basically like poor people versus-, versus Right, versus like the, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the people in Russia do not understand the concept of N-word. And will say it because they are uncultured. Uh, I mean, not culture. I shouldn't say that. I mean, because they are uneducated about this issue. Um, but the main like argument is like we didn't have slavery, so why would like I censor myself? And so this um, brought up many discussions with my uh, group mates and um, you, like classmates too, um, because me having this experience in the US because I also learned that. I saw the first black person in my entire life in the US. Yeah. Um, so um, I had to learn that. And I feel like I have the need to like educate people about this issue, like the, the cult, like 
teach them about the cultural context. So that's uh, that's definitely a discussion I'm having recently with uh, Russian kids. Um, yeah, concerning the uh, defending the U.S. Um, Let's see, I haven't defended um, the US in a while, so I can't really remember. <laughs> um, yeah, I can think of a case. No. Um, kind of going off of that, like since you've been to the US, are there like some social issues that you're more passionate about now because like you, I guess you've like experienced and seen it more? Um, yes, definitely, uh, because Okay, this is gonna sound bad, bad, but I got this uh, sense of freedom in the US because we had this walkout um, and like protest the gun violence. We also wore Black Lives Matter t-shirts on American Monday. And I just remember seeing fellow students protesting and like expressing their freedom of speech, which you don't really get to do that here. And uh, that definitely, you know, this, feeling of you know my I can actually like make an impact and change stuff and that made me more passionate about issues like racism homophobia which is a big issue in Russia mm-hmm. um you know th- things like that um I don't want to yeah I don't want to go into Marxism but yeah <laughs> you know all all of those things I can't. Marxism is interesting. What are your thoughts? Are you sure you don't want to go into it? We can't. Absolutely. I love Marxism. I mean, I love Marx. Tell me, tell me why you love Marxism. Because like in the US, like, I feel like we're taught like Marxism equals communism. And I want to hear. Which is, which is absolutely not true. You know, Marx, Marx never... Uh, well, Marx, I feel like Marx would say that capitalism is the best thing that's ever happened to humanity so far because, you know, it allows us for some, at least for some freedom in comparison with feudalism. But um, I've studied uh, Marx in the university. And okay, so I, I, I feel like I've may, maybe mentioned that in uh, Russia. We like to pretend that communism era did not happen. <laughs> We're just gonna like, you know, ignore that <laughs> because it was uh, an attempt, uh, and it, it obviously failed. And I don't think I can call that for, I can call that communism because it was definitely not communism. They, um, you know, Marx to- talked about. I personally am. Uh, um leaning towards the left wing Mm -hmm. uh nothing to do with i actually became more left when i went to the us Uh, maybe nothing to do with my communist heritage (laughs) but um yes i i really i i feel like marxism is extremely interesting you know it's it speaks to me yeah so to me, like the fact that Russia tries to avoid the fact that they were communists at one point, and the fact that the U.S. only hates Russia because of communism, like, why is it, I? You can't really answer this. It's just like a rhetorical question. Why is there so much conflict if both of us hated the communism that you had, and we both agree on that? Like, why can't we just agree that 
communism didn't work back then and move forward. Oh, she's frozen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do we just uh, keep talking? Good, that's a good question. That's a good question. Right? Like, that's a good question. Uh, hi. Did you? Yeah, I heard that. It, it's, it's definitely an interesting point. I feel like Russia and the US just fight for the sake of it at this point. They just, you know, argue about it's just it. power, right? We just want power. Yeah. yeah. We want power too. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> what are um, some of the, going backwards, what are some of the ideals of Marxism that you do like? Um, you need to like kind of define what Marxism is um, but first. I, I definitely, okay, so the idea of uh, a society where everyone um, does what they want to do and that whole thing benefits the whole society because in, um, in capitalism, you know, we work, we're kind of like forced by like this like market um, forces yeah um to to you know um provide for ourselves mm -hmm. and it that's always like not always but often it's not what we actually like want to do for instance like you know artists you know people who paint um a pic how does how they call you know do art yeah um they may be discouraged from you know pursuing their dreams because um, it's hard to like make a living out of it in communism everyone does what they like realm of freedom <laughs> while capitalism is realm of necessity for me so I guess this idea of you know um, one one working towards you know benefiting themselves and that benefits the whole society in fact okay then we like come back to earth and then we try to think of like the <laughs> uh, practical yeah implications and how that would look like and i i don't have a good answer for that <laughs> because um i guess that would require because who like in their right mind would like i don't know want to like clean bathrooms you know no one in communism will wake up yeah. so that would like require a lot of um, robotization and technological advances so robots can do that while we you know write musics you know music and do what what we want to do <laughs> so i was like just about to like ask you a question about like yeah how do you like ground that into reality because like i'm on the same page i want that to happen but like the realistic side of me is just like, if everyone got to do what they wanted to do, would we all be willing to contribute to society? Like, would we all be willing mm -hmm. to like help each other? And I don't think we would because like, so like there's the whole, have you heard about the like the pond example where like everyone, there's like fish in the pond and if everyone took like one fish, mm -hmm. they would all like multiply and there'd still be enough fish. Right. There's always gonna be that one person who like takes two fish and then screws everyone over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also like a problem of uh, what if somebody does not want to work? They just want to like lay on a couch and do nothing. Do I still have to like provide for them? And you know, the problem of free riders, it's um, it's difficult. Yeah. 
that's a huge argument in the U.S. about like you know free health care right. or like like do they deserve it like or, should I be paying yeah. for that sort of thing that, that's true mm-hmm. I mean this is sort of like a um there's no right or wrong answer for this either but like do you think that if uh oh my gosh losing my train of thought <laughs> um what was I gonna say crap <laughs> <laughs> oh no I was gonna say um do you think that if everyone got to do um oh, oh, oh I never remember what I <laughs> sorry I was trying to like get catch it again but like if we didn't Just have our <laughs> I wish um if if we didn't have like a nine-to-five job and if there were like no jobs that like we like had to suffer through do you think that like our passion for doing something that outside of that would still be there do you think it would like diminish our passion for that is a good question I don't know if I worded that correctly I, I know what you mean like I think it would you think so like at least I don't know, but I can't imagine a society that's not competitive because mm-hmm. like the reason I get frustrated with like the things that I enjoy, like music, right. I get frustrated with music because I want to keep getting better. Right. And then I practice every single day to get better and then it gets boring. Right. And I think, honestly, I think that would happen in an, even a non-competitive society like every day if you're doing the same damn thing, even if you love what you're doing, mm-hmm. you get bored with it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Olya, you said that like the society that you were brought up in is like more like a community based. Like, do you think the passion is still there? Or is it like less than when you were in like the US? Um, you mean it would that be like in a perfect society? Or Okay, can you repeat that? Yeah. I think we're thinking like like currently maybe. If like, it was implement if yeah. Like we were able to do whatever we want, do you think we would still be passionate for it? That's that's an interesting question because I feel like as as a human being, you know, we need uh, like there's a need for self-realization type of thing so I feel like there's always going to be a need um, for you know for doing stuff for instance I'm on a break I cannot like bear like sitting and not doing anything I've done it for like two weeks and I I I need to do something so I personally think that I I guess the passion would still be there and um this is this is a really good point because you know how how do you know if something's good if there's nothing bad so and it's an interesting point i'll have to like think about that (laughs) yeah because i do it's like that's literally what it is like if we don't have to go through hard work days at work we're never going to appreciate the good days days at work right like you need that sort of duality to really yeah. like, be grateful for anything. The yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a different thing, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's I don't know related. I don't know what yin and yang is. You can explain that in a different episode. <laughs> got you. I got you. You got the duality thing. It's sort of related, but um, yeah. No, it's very interesting. It's like as much as we want that utopia, like would it really be beneficial for us, like realistically? But I don't know. Yeah. Good question. Um. I have so much more history stuff that I can talk about. I just don't know where to go and what <laughs> we have time for. We have a little time left, so you can talk okay. about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what conflict 
between the U.S. and Russia do you want to talk about, Lolia? I don't know. Um, there's, you know, just so many to choose from. <laughs> um, um, What's been on your mind recently? I guess the Cold War, it was pretty interesting. I remember somebody told me that um, Soviet Union collapsed because of an uh, arms race. Yeah. Or, like this whole space race. Um, uh, in, I think somebody um, told that, um, said that to me in the US. And I remembered that. And I, I'm kind of like, how did that happen? And recently in my history class, and it was called like history of um, international relations, which was basically driven by Cold War at yes. some times. <laughs> um, I, I, I asked, it was like, is that true? Did we did we fail as a nation because of, you know, some space race? And my professor got really mad because I feel like the lecture before was, you know, about all of the like preconditions for the collapse. And I completely missed his points, but, you know, um, a lot of people miss the Soviet Union times, especially like older generation. And I personally do too, even if I never like lived in Soviet Union because it seemed like, you know, cooler times. Um, I feel like we were achieving much more, you know, you know, especially with like space race, you can look at that. Um, I don't know how that answers your question. I guess Cold War is a cool complex oh, we can talk about. Like is the Cold War taught to you in like a positive light? Because like you said that like communism it is the communist like era is like ignored, but you talk about the Cold War and that was technically during the communist era. So I'm curious. I don't know. Did I phrase that well? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Um... I guess no one really teaches, you know, about like any type of war in Russia in like a positive way. But maybe another way to like look at it is it's definitely uh, we taught how you guys were the bad guys. And, uh, you know, we were just, you know, trying to survive. A lot of like bad examples uh, or like, you know, mistakes that your president made, presidents made during the time, uh, we like to read, what's it called, um, Telegram by John Cannon, which started the Cold War. I don't know, I'm sorry if I'm like keeping like making those references, but basically this uh, guy was American ambassador and he wrote a very angry letter how cooperation with Soviet Union is like not achievable basically in, if if you kind of look at it it's a little like funny because all those diplomats oh i have i have a, I have a very interesting example this is kind of okay no my that's not about america i just like this example so much because it just defines the era and how they all acted like children so you know how in communist block there was um you know china basically and soviet union and um, there's, there were two leaders, Khrushchev, you pronounce it in some weird way, and Mao. And uh, Mao fi found out that Khrushchev could not swim, so he invited him 
um, to go swimming and he just did laps uh, all around him, just humiliating. It was, you know, and that just kind of describes the whole era and the whole competition between Soviet Union and the uh, and United States. Yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah, I could totally see that with like the space race. And just, yeah. Like, you know, Oh, the space race. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Um, We are pretty much out of time, but did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? about. There's so many interesting things about like our history and our politics and for sure. Yeah. But um, we can, we can wrap up. (laughs) We can definitely do like another episode if the audience wants it, or we just want to carry on this conversation. We can totally do that. But, yeah, thank you again for joining us. Um, we have like another one or after this, right? Another part. Um, we ha- need to talk to Oli about okay. that. Okay, potentially, potentially. Yeah. I spoke too soon, but maybe because we love Olia. Um, but <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. If you want to reach out to us, give us any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach us at Far From Normal Podcast twenty twenty at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at Far From Normal Podcast. We also have a Google survey in the Instagram, so you can leave your questions, comments, feedback also in there also if you're watching this on youtube um press that subscribe button and that little notification bell um hit that like button also leave us a con- uh, con- content content comment comments or you know anything we love um we also have a patreon so if you guys want to support us and see more of us and get better quality content and whatnot we are also yes. on there so we'd love to serve you all and yeah serve you all <laughs> i don't like that we love it um it's good. It's great. Um, anyway, thank you so much, and we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.